ready, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special Christmas episode of The Worst Thing I Ever Watched, where we watch terrible things and then we talk about it and we hee hee and ha ha together. Are you trying to tell me I have something in my teeth? No, I have something in my teeth. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, it. <laughs> so is, I was it a, like, is it a pixel me? or is it like chocolate? <laughs> I think you're going for the wrong. There you go. There she I got goes. It. There <laughs> she goes. I'm there so goes another intro. Welcome, welcome back. I'm so professional. <laughs> I wish Colleen was doing the whole intro, and I was just here like using the Zoom meeting as a mirror for my whatever was stuck in my tooth it was broccoli by the way which is really cute it was broccoli b-r-o-c-c-o-l-i i am the broccoli i don't know why all my cats here what is my surprise um but anyway this is our podcast this is our podcast i'm colleen and i'm helen and i no longer have broccoli in my teeth update Please update the media. Hot take. <laughs> tweet, tweet at Elon Musk. <laughs> take this to the presses. How many like random people do you think just tweet him random shit? Oh, all day. Like <laughs> all day. Just random fucking shit. And the craziest thing is that I think he's so narcissistic that he reads them all. Oh my God. Now I really want to make a Twitter that's just called like tweeting weird stuff elon musk tweet at elon yeah and it's elon questions this is the twitter where we just ask elon questions no it should just be like not questions but just random things like i no longer have broccoli in my teeth (laughs) or like real housewives was good tonight like just elon updates yeah (laughs) i like to imagine that he's watching real housewives real housewives the salt lake city was really good tonight oh i didn't watch the one wait I don't watch that. Is that was that really on tonight? <laughs> is it Wednesday or is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's on on Wednesdays, I think. Oh, but and, I do watch. Uh, it. I haven't watched for a while because I hate commercials, and the only way for me to watch it was with commercials. So you can just fast forward. I know, but uh, yeah, no, not I'm not good with anything, basically. <laughs> I'm almost completely incapable as a person. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm surprised you made it through this movie because I, I almost didn't. <laughs> I almost didn't. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I started watching it like I couldn't sleep one night. And so I smoked a little <laughs> weed and I watched the first half of it and it was hilarious. It was so funny. And then I tried to watch it to finish the rest of it. And I was like, this is so painful. Yeah. That I had to stone to finish it. I (laughs) thought it was really, really funny. But then it also was very slow. So I'm like, how is something so... And there's no, there's no plot. Like there are no stakes really. Like Like, there's no plot, but then the, there also is a very important plot at the same time. Right. Something be so dramatic 
and yet right. not dramatic at all at the right. same the time. The stakes are so high, but the stakes are so low because the stakes don't make sense. <laughs> they don't make sense. And there's spoiler. There, spoiler. It's called the spirit of Christmas. So there's yeah. you think that there's one ghost. But spoiler alert, there's more. There's than actually one like a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are actually a bunch. And there's like a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. So right off the bat, okay, first of all, do you know where this movie came from? Was this a Hallmark movie? Was this? I was looking at that and I do not believe it was a Hallmark movie. I think it was some other random studio. Okay. But I don't think it was like. Was it Mar Vista? Yes, it was Mar Vista. There you go. I usually make note if it's Mar Vista, but I guess this time it must have slipped past me. Yeah, this one was Mar Vista. And it's, um, thank God it's rated seven, age seven and up. It's a little, I'm surprised it's only age seven. There's a lot of adult themes at play. Yeah, like adultery, murder, bootlegging. bootlegging rum running he's like i i prefer to call it rum running rum running i hate him so much i hate so okay i hate her too they both suck the premise i'm not gonna tell the whole plot i'm just gonna say the the light soft premise of this movie is that a woman falls in love with a ghost (laughs) around christmas time Around the 12 days of Christmas, because it's a Christmas movie. So, of course, that's the only way that it could happen. Yes. And he is a ghost. Like, throughout the whole year, he is a spirit. He's not yeah. a human. Like he a says he's being. like in spirit jail. Like, he's like a yeah. slave. But, so he's not, like, ghosting people, like, for fun. Yeah, but he's, he's just, like, like, in a void. But then for the 12 days before Christmas... He is like in human form again. Yeah. Just but like just him. for those 12 days. And just he also does average rum running Daniel Forsyth. Also, <laughs> like what really bothers me about these movies, mm-hmm. it bothers me in the Hallmark ones, it bothers me in the Netflix ones. Mm-hmm. The names that they name everyone are not yeah. realistic names. They're like the names that I named characters when I wrote creative stories in seventh grade yeah exactly like his name is Daniel Forsyth her name is Kate I barely even caught her name because she's so forgettable I don't even think they say her whole name yeah I'm like does she have a last name and then I know her boss's name is Oliver and I don't remember the other guy's name Rafferty (laughs) like what I know that his cousin's name was Harry and his yeah. brother's name was Charles. Yeah. And then his uh, wife's ex- or dead wife's name is Lily. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So it opens on our, dare I say, hero. I hate to let those words slide from my lips in reference to this man, but he is protagonist? The hero He's like the story. protagonist and the antagonist. Yeah, he's the agonist. <laughs> the agonist appears. It is it is him. It is Daniel Forsyth. <laughs> and he's walking in the snow and he pulls out his pocket watch and he's looking at a house where there's a 
bunch of people having a party and it's old timey. So we know that this is happening in the past. They don't tell us when, I don't think they don't give us a year, but like, it's very clearly old timey. He has it's a pocket watch. It's like 1920s because of prohibition. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, and they say something about like a hundred years. So this must he be He says, like, yeah, this is the first Christmas I've had in 95 years. Oh yeah. And I think this movie was made in like 2015. Wow. That old. It hasn't aged a day. It hasn't aged a day. <laughs> the iPhones are still iPhones. <laughs> Nothing else has changed. Yeah. So he is standing there and he's looking at the house and he sees his who we learn later to be his wife lily who's out on the porch with another guy dun 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 and then he looks down at his watch again and then shablam he gets clubbed in the head and he falls down and then it cuts to a really weirdly like menacing rendition of carol of the bells that like opens the movie it like is this weirdly like creepy like, I thought it was going to be creepier than it was too to be yeah honest. like I don't know if they were going for like if they were trying to make it spooky but it was a really anticlimactic and weird like way to open up a movie mm-hmm. this is at the point where I wrote nothing has happened and everything is horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah like some dude in 1920 <laughs> Got hit in the back of the head with a rock, and then Carol of the Bells plays, and then we open to present day in a law firm in Boston. Of course. Oh no, we're not at the law firm yet. We're at the restaurant. Oh yeah, this is when we first meet our. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about this. She's being broken up with at a restaurant by a generic man. His name is Larry. Yeah. Oh, because he goes Kate, and she goes yes, Larry. And he says something to the effect of, he's like, the man who won you will have won a beautiful, intelligent, loving bride. But that man ain't me. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thank God you're breaking up with me. I thought you were proposing. (laughs) And then she's like, are you going to eat that? And then she like takes food from his plate and starts mouth chewing, like with her mouth open, like a monster. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just so glad I don't have to pretend to feel anything for you anymore. Yeah. And she talks about all the men that have broken up with her in the past and how they all sucked and they all had tiny dicks and she hated them. Yeah. Just kidding. She didn't say the thing about tiny dicks, but I feel like she almost, she didn't need to because she said it. Yeah. She, <laughs> she basically, said it in so many words. He basically tells her that she's not a good person. She goes, oh yeah, I know. Everyone tells me that. And then she grabs his plate and starts eating his food and goes, mmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's a monster. She <laughs> really is. First scene I forgot that characters. she's such a horrible person in the she's beginning. She's so mean. And she's a lawyer. So we know that she's, if she's this mean in her personal life, we know she's not like a good lawyer. A champion of the people. in the courtroom. Yeah. But it also seems like, like from what they life. have her do, like she doesn't go into the courtroom. Like it sounds like yeah, she, she, her job for this entire movie is like to go get a house appraised like that was the one thing that she has to do for her job is she like the executor of someone's will is that what it is that's like the job that her boss assigns her so after she has this terrible date then she goes to work the next day and 
her boss, we come to find out Oliver is basically like, I'm going to Jamaica and I don't want to deal with this shit. So I'm going to have you go like execute this will and you need to go like get this property appraised so we can sell it off. And he's like dangling this big promotion in front of her so that she does it basically. Yeah. And he also says that the property is really old. It's a historic inn and all of the appraisers who he has tried to send to the property so far just to do it. Like he's, I guess, called from Boston, a bunch of appraisers to go there. Uh, the inn is in the countryside and all the appraisers have quit so far because apparently the inn is like mega haunted and Kate's like whatever that's not Kate real says what do you want me to hold his hand yeah she is the worst she's insufferable and she has no personality or backbone but we'll get into that later yeah it's like she's a huge like jerk yeah and just very pushy and rude but she also is really wishy-washy at the same time it's like she has the worst combination of traits and yet no traits at all yeah like no characteristics that make her she's not a real character she's like this is like this movie is basically like a fan fiction (laughs) of like a go- an old timey ghost like it's someone like, seriously like I swear to you I wrote a story like this in like seventh grade like yeah. this is something that I would have written and it's it would have been like, like go- really good for a 13 year old to write yeah. it's very like Rebecca if Rebecca was like not interesting or mysterious at all yeah like not written by an actual writer (laughs) written by like a a young adult bordering on like children's author yeah a tween (laughs) it was written by a tween or for a tween yeah but it was actually probably written by an adult man Sad but true, probably. (laughs) I didn't pay enough attention because the credits made me dissociate because they were disturbing. Yeah. I mean, people are geniuses, though, that write these because they take such minimal effort and yet they just make money off of them. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I could have quit this one multiple times. (laughs) I wish I could quit you. I wish I knew how to quit you. Kate arrives at the historic inn and the appraiser that she hired is already like on his way out when she gets there so she goes inside the inn and there's just a dude in there um and he becomes one of our other main characters um but he also has zero personality (laughs) he's really just there to sort of guide the story along and fill in blank moments so that they can make the film full length Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait. I also I have to point out that while they're driving to the house, like in that transition, they're filming legitimately in the car, and that's how you know that this movie is low budget because there isn't a green screen in sight. Yeah. They were like, we have to get the camera guy in the passenger seat in order to get these shots. (laughs) Yeah. This is the best we've got. Okay, we he's like in the passenger seat with an iPhone. Yeah, like literally, it made me laugh so hard. I was like, wow, that's how you know. No budge for a green screen, honey. We do not have a set for this, all right? They paid like $500 to rent out this old inn. Yeah, like the lowest 
the lowest of the low um so, so the dude need, yes the dude inside he's a middle-aged man or perhaps a little bit more than that maybe he's like 60 yeah um he is saying he's closing down the inn for the holidays he's kind of like the one who runs it yeah he's like the ghost keeper but he doesn't what's weird is that he doesn't have ownership of it but he runs it yeah like because the old lady who owned it died and he's not Rafferty we learned that his name is Rafferty yeah um just his last name and then I think we learn his first name later but it's not important because none none of this is important no (laughs) it's all important I don't know uh I don't know but Kate asks him what happened to that appraiser who left and he's like oh it's probably because of uh Daniel Jacob Forsyth our ghost who lives here and she's like um okay but I still need to do my job and I thought I was just gonna stay here because this is like an inn and I am a lawyer I'm the executor of the estate and like I'll just lock up when I'm done it's not a big deal and then Mr. Rafferty is like that's a bad idea but I'm gonna be out of here until (laughs) after Christmas so uh and then he like I I guess (laughs) yeah and then I don't know why I wrote this down but I wrote she's looking very presidential in this next shot by the window in her blazer as the guy drives off and there's intriguing piano music oh yes the (laughs) piano she's wearing a blazer because she's a businesswoman yeah and she you know doesn't have time for any of this ghost bullshit no she does not he calls her boss and says the appraiser bailed and he's like oh well you better figure it out and she says she'll have to hire a new appraiser when she gets back to the city um he's teasing her about the ghost like oh are you gonna get scared and she's like no and then (laughs) she goes a pussy bitch she goes to a room and she's reading a book in bed the clock starts chiming in her room and then she falls asleep until some creeper enters the front door downstairs and disarms the alarm system her door to her room flies open that happens a lot in this movie like doors just fly open all the time ghosts she yeah because there's a lot of fucked on a ghost no other explanation required she wanders downstairs to inspect because she's like what the hell and there's a dude just standing there and it's our main character and he just goes you're trespassing and she goes Ow! And she bumps into the bookshelf and a vase falls off the top and hits her on the head. And of course she goes unconscious. She wakes up on the couch the next morning with a quilt on her. And Daniel, the ghost, is playing the 12 Days of Christmas on the piano. And he's like, how's your head? And she's like, um it hurts, but I'm fine. Like, why are you trespassing? What the hell? And he says... (laughs) oh your head is fine which means you can leave which you should at once and then he runs at her and And he's like a man cannot trespass on his own property yeah and she's like leave her i'll call the sheriff and so he picks her up and he puts her outside because he's like fine call the sheriff and then the sheriff shows up and that sheriff is very clearly an actor because no police officer is that nice no 
So that actor did a terrible job because he played a police officer that was totally unrealistic. He was way too friendly and far too kind. And he indulged this white bitch so many times because she was like, there's someone in the house. But of course, it's a freaking ghost. So he goes in to search the house and there's no one there. And then she's like, but I swear someone's there. And then Daniel comes back again. Like right then, basically, right? And then yeah. he calls the like sheriff right again, when- and then the sheriff comes back again, and he's like, listen, bitch, stop. Yeah. The sheriff's <laughs> like, please stop calling me. Because what Daniel does is he'll leave when the sheriff comes, and then he'll just pop right back up behind her. Yeah. And, but the weird thing about this movie is that everyone in this movie does that. Not yeah. just the ghosts, like everyone just the, the cuts between scenes, yeah. like the transitions are so jumpy that people just appear. I'm like, how much time has elapsed? Yeah. We don't know. They really don't. It's just like how people are here days? now. Things are happening. Yeah. Like, okay, we just have to we have to assume so many things are normal that are yeah. not normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, he comes back, of course. Yeah. And, and- He says, I merely want my solitude, which requires your departure. (laughs) I wrote down so many of his lines because he, they tried to like write him like old timey. Yeah, but. But like, it's just like overly proper and awkward. Right. It's just overly formal and really stiff. like a little wooden boy. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, his acting is also really bad. He's like a weird like puppet. I don't know. He's just really strange. And they try really hard to make him kind of like, oh, he's old timey. So he's romantic. And he's like, oh, it's cute. It's charming. He's He's threatening. He's creepy. He's a freaking horny ass. (laughs) How ghost creep. He's really (laughs) creepy. Find out later. He's just weird. And yeah, he's a weirdo. Um, So. Then the old guy comes back. Rafferty comes comes back. back. Yeah, because the sheriff was like, stop calling me. So she's like, fine. So I guess Rafferty figured he should come back because I guess he felt guilty. He's like, I wanted to see if you survived the night. Yeah, he confirms that Daniel is in fact real and she's not crazy. And so Daniel and him decide to tell her the story. Mm-hmm. And apparently when the clock strikes midnight on the 24th, AKA Christmas Eve, he goes back will become a ghost, a ghost again. again. Yeah. Um, he proves this to her by there's like a gazebo on the property. Or I guess it's not a gazebo because it's kind of open. It's like a pergola or something. Yeah. He takes her like to the pergola and he's like, take my hand. Do you trust me? And she's like, sure. And he walks her over to this pergola and then he steps like over the threshold of it and just like gets yoinked into a void. And she falls down and is like, he is a ghost. Yeah. And I guess that makes her horny. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know why that just proves that she can trust him now. Yeah. And then he's sitting there eating an apple. Yeah. Um, so then Kate is walking with Mr. Rafferty and he explains what he knows about Daniel, mm-hmm. but he really doesn't know that much about Daniel and he's been taking care of this in for years. Yeah. And he's just like accepted this and not tried to like find anything else about it. But she immediately is wondering if there's some way they could break the curse. Yeah. 
right? Because she's like, I have to get this house appraised. So like, how am I going to get this fucking ghost out of here? Basically. Right. Like maybe he doesn't have to be a ghost anymore, or maybe he can just go back into his void or whatever he goes into the rest of the Which is like, that is the plot of this movie, but like, it's so unimportant that like, it barely even registers in this conversation that like, that's what she's trying to do here. Right. That they're trying to lift the curse. Right. Like that it's so thinly veiled or so thickly veiled that we can't even see that that's the point. Yeah, they don't do a very good job of developing it because they have so many other things that they're trying to develop that they just don't. Yeah. You know, they don't yeah. succeed. Um, so Daniel really doesn't want to do this um, because he's stupid. Like, bro, you've been doing this for 95 years and you've never thought, hmm, maybe I could not do this anymore. Maybe I could figure out why this is happening to me because this isn't like a normal ghost activity. Yeah. This is, you know, it's clearly something different for me. And now this random girl slash woman, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, uh, shows up to the inn and is now like, yeah, now we can solve it. <laughs> That's yeah. all it took for you to investigate this further, sir. Like all of a uh, sudden. Um, and apparently Daniel was a bootlegger and then we get some flashback time now mm-hmm. and it keeps going like back from uh, present day to 1920s, Whatever, 1920s. Yeah. So it like flashbacks to him talking to his cousin, Harry, and it's like him falling in love. He sees like Lily or whatever, his soon to be wife for the first time. And they fall in love and then they flash back to the present. And he's like, but she be to rain me with my brother. And so then they go back in time again and they're, I'm sorry. I don't remember this part. <laughs> Are you reading my notes where I said they're talking about libraries and books and whatever? Yeah, and whatever else we care about. Hear about. That's probably why I don't remember what we were talking about. They were talking was- about. They were just trying to write in some like development of them falling in love, but their conversation is, it's so lame. And Lily tells him, part of the reason I fell in love with you is because of this inn, because it showed my dad that you're responsible and reliable. Whatever. It's like, okay. (laughs) Girls don't want guys who are reliable and responsible, Lily. They want ho-ghosts who betray yeah it's old timey wives oh lily did you not realize you were marrying a hoe ghost come on that's not what men want lily (laughs) silly lily she's also such a terrible actress it's painful she's like i wrote down the scene where she's like what about me what about us what about our future or whatever she literally is giving like a high school senior, like she's acting yeah. her heart out, but like it's so painful. She's like, What about me? What about us? What yeah. About our future. It's like <laughs> the dramatic pauses. Does this her- mean nothing to you at all? Her voice is so high, too. Like she does kind of a baby voice. Yeah. Does this mean nothing to you? <laughs> But back in the present day, Kate asks Daniel not to come into her room at night. 
And he's like, what does your husband think of you staying here all alone? And she's like, times have changed. I don't have a husband. Good night. (laughs) Good day, sir. I said good day. (laughs) So then there's another flashback here. Okay, now I remember this one. Charles and Daniel are fighting about Lily because apparently Charles has a crush on Lily. And he told Harry... No, wait, sorry. (laughs) Charles has a crush on Lily. And Harry told Charles about Daniel rum running and apparently he goes on this trip to Montreal or whatever to like get some rum yeah which he says he's a rum runner which I know is just a a phrase but rum running was usually referred to like if you were going to like through the Caribbean yes like through like Cuba I know this because of my Pirates of the Caribbean phrase (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, wouldn't they go through the Caribbean and go through Cuba? Like, in the 1920s, I'm pretty sure they did go through Cuba. Where's the rum gone? There's, if you were going to Canada, you're probably getting, like, I don't know, maybe maybe they're making whiskey or brandy or some shit like or that. Like I don't know. Yeah, it well, wouldn't yeah. be rum. No. No! Yeah, so that plot line is weak. weak. But basically, Charles is in love with Lily, and Lily is Daniel's wife, and Harry is a dirty rat who be leaking them secrets, even though he's in the biz, too. Yeah, but and Daniel's doing this shit because he needs money, because the inn doesn't make that much money. Right. Because it's, like, in the middle of nowhere, kind of, it seems, in a small town or something. Yeah, they never really tell us. We just know it's not in Boston. Yeah, that's I'm where assuming Kate's job is somewhere else in Massachusetts. I don't know, or New York, or something. Vermont. I don't know. New England, somewhere. Connecticut. Um. So then, in present day, the next morning, Kate walks into Daniel's room, and his back is to her, and he's ironing shirtless, and he doesn't turn around. He just goes. Hello, Kate. <laughs> Hello. And I feel like this scene is supposed to be sexy, but it is so I not. To eat just... your face. Yeah. yeah she's like, really hi. Creepy. <laughs> see ya. See ya never. So she like gets out of there and she goes he's mad too. He says, like, hello, Kate, in the beginning, but then he's like, never come in my room. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, whatever. So she goes downstairs and Rafferty is down there with this lady named Molly. Wait, can I just say something for a second? Yes. This woman's name is Molly O'Brien and she owns a pub. I'm like, could you get any less creative? Molly O'Brien and she owns a pub. It's like, okay, (laughs) so you're just saying, okay, anyone of Irish descent must own a a pub. At least they didn't name it O'Leary. Yeah. I feel like O'Leary is even more like but really her name is Molly O'Brien. <laughs> Molly O'Brien. And she's gonna own a pub, but she can't go home because her pipes have burst. <laughs> her pipes she- have burst, and so she's come to the inn to look for a place to stay. But I wish Daniel, she had an Irish the whole accent. ghost will not relent. <laughs> the whole, the whole ghost. Daniel, the whole ghost, 
says, oh, no, lady, you're not staying here. <laughs> I like how got Scottish. Yeah, they veer, they go back and forth. But so basically, yeah, he's like, you're not staying thing. here. And <laughs> she's like, um, oh, well, like, she says something basically about, like, the bar isn't even open or whatever. And he's like, uh, the bar could be open because I'm the best <laughs> bartender down that's not how it happens but that's basically what happens basically what happens he's like bartender i'm yeah she's like i could bring i could bring my bartenders like and open up the bar like basically she's trying to find a way to fucking stay there and she's like i can open up the bar and like i can have my people come and work here and like it'll be great he's like bartenders bartenders you say it's so stupid i wouldn't trust another bartender to make me a drink (laughs) (laughs) and then so the molly woman is like okay then like let's have you do it then and kate is calling him dj in this scene yeah and he says (laughs) he says it is absolutely not dj a ridiculous name if i've ever heard one uh, okay, but wait. He sort of sounded like he had a Scottish accent in this scene, which is ironic that we were just doing that. He would have been more likable if he did. If he had if, been Scottish. This yeah. would have been a lot more enjoyable if someone had an Irish or Scottish accent. So after, like, <laughs> in that scene, he says, This is shaping up to be the worst Christmas since I died. <laughs> it's like, but. You didn't have Christmas when you died because you died on the 24th. Over a hundred years ago. You died on Christmas Eve. That's the whole point of this goddamn movie. And you just got it wrong. He (laughs) says something when he tells Molly, he's like, okay, leave. He says, come tonight, bring companions. I will gather the ingredients needed to portray (laughs) my veracity. (laughs) (laughs) Like who wrote that line? And then he's like going around looking for stuff and he's like, oh, a challenge from a lady. (laughs) Yeah, he's like really misogynistic, which I mean, he's from 1920. So I understand that that's part of it. But the way that it's written is just it's supposed to be like charming, but it's not. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's really strange the way he is yeah um so then uh meanwhile kate's boss oliver is really mad that her lawyering isn't going faster yeah he's like i just sent you there to get a fucking appraisal like what are you doing trying to fuck a ghost (laughs) what what the fuck (laughs) he says at first it was funny but now it's tedious (laughs) yeah for real uh, so then at that at night they're at the inn in the bar area and Molly is kind of tipsy. She goes, "Oh yes, now that's a hanky panky." <laughs> like, what is a hanky panky? I've never had a drink called a hanky panky. I would, I guess, I don't know if I want to know. It was pink. Yeah, I don't know. So what Daniel is. is bartending, bartending for his life. And as they are like there, Molly is tipsy off of her hanky pankies. And she's like trying to gossip with Kate 
about um the inn yeah and she's like you need a christmas tree in here and they're like why and she's like because it's christmas and then she's saying something like i've always found this inn to be so romantic did you know the history of this inn with this scandalous marriage they married only a month after he died the baby came too soon and everybody said that it was Daniel's, but it only lived for a few days and then that died too. And then Daniel like freaks the fuck out and he runs in the other room and he's like all upset. And Kate is like, what is going on? They were just, we were just talking and he's like, about my life, my life. <laughs> he's like, my <laughs> life, mine. You think it's some story from long ago, but it's not, it's real. I'm real. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know you're real. We watched you walk off of the pergola earlier and whoosh into thin yeah, air. And get sucked into like the butthole of the universe. <laughs> yeah, we know you're real for 12 days. Duh. That's Don't already been telling established. Us. <laughs> but so he gets really pissed and he's like, I want you gone tomorrow to her. And she's just like, whatever, bro. And then in the flashback, uh, Lily was asking, (laughs) this is your favorite scene of Lily and her acting where she asked him not to go to Canada and not to do like the bootlegging shit anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then she says, you know what's unfair? Lying to people. Yeah. (laughs) Great dialogue. Great dialogue. Yeah. So he gets all pissed at kate and they say good night um but then kate is talking to rafferty about daniel because she's like i don't know should i actually leave like what the hell what do i do and rafferty says it's been quite a while since daniel's had a fight with a beautiful woman don't give up on him just yet yeah which is like why is he trying to get this girl to fuck this ghost (laughs) like (laughs) it's like she she's trying really hard for molly and rafferty to fuck yeah <laughs> like, right he's really trying for daniel Rafferty's like listen Hi. i want to know the mechanic like what are the what's the physical science <laughs> of a ghost fucking <laughs> i want to know so i need you to do it right nice. other ghosts aren't even ghosts it's just rafferty like opening the doors and watching yeah he's peeping through people <laughs> Yeah. he being tom style he's done like the scooby-doo eye hole in the painting the ruby ruby roo peeping on you <laughs> scary <laughs> scary <laughs> scary <clears throat> so the next morning while they're having this conversation he rafferty goes Am I sensing a bit of jealousy? <laughs> and she's like, no. And then she goes and runs some errands and she gets a tree. She gets a crimbo tree. And she brings it back to the his house. And this is when I wrote, it's worth noting that the music in this movie is terrible. Yeah, every amazing. song that they use is terrible, even though it's all Christmas music. They somehow chose the worst version of every song involved. Yeah, I don't even know where 
it must all just be like license free or something yeah. but I mean Christmas music is usually license free because the songs right. are so old. it's like classic that's why everybody can cover them and it's like not a big deal yeah but so this is when she mysteriously gets locked into her room and it's like a scary scene yeah she's like because what I the, the door like slams on her yeah and there's a ghostly figure and then she cries and then Daniel somehow just pops in yeah he like is comforting her and she's like what the hell why are you scaring me and he said it's not me there must be a second ghost yeah and he's all freaked out but he wants her to stay yeah he so they wipes they- her tear with his thumb yeah. which is supposed to be romantic but just feels creepy yeah just feels anything he does just feels creepy it doesn't <laughs> doesn't feel yeah. hot or romantic or anything but then they're walking around the property a little bit mm-hmm. I guess to kind of calm her down and he notices the Christmas tree on top of her car. But he says, a fir tree is atop your auto. A fir tree is atop your auto. A fir tree is atop your auto. Yes. And then she apologizes okay. to him. So it's like, they literally like are standing in another part of the house and he apologizes to her. And then they walk like 20 feet and then she stops and is like, wait I really need to apologize to you about the other night and it's like why didn't you just fucking say that when you were both standing over there having a heart-to-heart like literally not even five minutes ago it's like they had to transport them somehow so that he could notice the Christmas tree atop her yeah, auto. I guess I guess so, so <laughs> that was really important <laughs> they um decorate uh the Christmas tree together after they take it inside and he says, why, this is the first Christmas I've had that's an actual Christmas in 95 years. <laughs> Which, like, what is he doing every fucking year that he comes to life and, like, sits in this house by himself for these 12 days? Like, he doesn't do anything. What does he do? Do he and Rafferty just, like, play chess and out. get drunk? Yeah, like, I don't know. Play what- chess, get drunk, pound it out. <laughs> maybe in that order (laughs) get drunk pounded out play chess that's the (laughs) aftermath and then he's like are you going to she says (laughs) okay wait she says i'm gonna spend christmas with you this year and he says oh well surely you must um want to go like spend time with your family or whatever and she's like oh no it's just me it's always just me and he says (laughs) men of your time must be very foolish (laughs) (laughs) and then she goes i'll make sure you always have a tree for christmas which like forever that is a bold promise (laughs) Yeah, like he's a in ghost. In this random be... fucking place, like she's like, I promise you, ghost, I'll bring you a Christmas tree every year for the rest of forever yeah. until I die because you're a ghost. But don't forget that she's also kind of a sociopath. So she's yeah, like, she, I don't know if I have the though. capacity for love. And he's like, I feel quite confident that you have a wonderful capacity for 
love. Ew, I want to barf. Ew. And then they hold hands in front of the fireplace or and the Christmas tree. Love. And then <laughs> I'm trying to like move away because I, it's so creepy. I hate it. He's such a creeper. Or love. Wink, wink. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I was like, ew, what? <laughs> Is he talking about his dick? Like, what's happening? Yes. A wonderful capacity for housing my ween. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No. 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 <laughs> I hate him. And now he wants to sleep in her room, which he can't yes. sleep because he's a ghost. So oh he God, says, wait. I want to sleep in here in case anything untoward happens. So it's so weird, too, because, okay, when I was reading the reviews, for, this is a quick aside. I promise yes. we'll get back. But I was reading the reviews on Amazon for this movie. And what, like, not just one of the reviews, but multiple of the reviews were women who were really really mad because they were saying this was stealing the plot of twilight <laughs> like they were really mad they were like this is plagiarizing the great author stephanie meyer and i don't like, see that not edward and he is not as cute as edward and he you're like and no one is and no one is saying that sweetheart no one is saying that he is obviously edward is way cuter than freaking daniel jacob forsyth just this perfectly old world from twilight but the thing of him like watching her sleep that is part that is true that's very twilight but it's just hilarious that people were like so mad like just a like a handful of women are this is really bad about that. This is not the twilight <laughs> that I know and love written not by the twilight. one and only author and inspiration Stephanie Meyer, yeah. who also penned not only the Twilight saga, but also <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, right? No. Oh, I thought she wrote that one too. I don't think so. Let's find out. That's just some other middle-aged white lady. It's <laughs> just one of the others. I don't know. There's a lot of them. That's true. Oh, E.L. James. She looks a lot like Stephanie Meyer. Brown hair, 40 average looking women. Yeah. As am I. No shame to the average I mean, looking yeah. women. <laughs> we'll be middle aged white women someday. So. Yeah. It's only no shame, but I mean, it's. I'm twilight. trying to shrink as I get old, but that's neither here for that's neither the time nor the place for this yeah. conversation. Oh, okay, man. so then in the morning, what's her face and Rafferty are talking, and they're like, "Oh, like wait, Daniel must have been murdered because he died, and his ghost is still here." And they're like, "What do you remember, like from before you?" didn't remember anything anymore because you died and he says that he was like remembering the first scene that we saw 
which is where he's standing in the snow and he's looking at the house and he has his pocket watch and he gets hit on the head and they're like, dun, dun, dun. It's a mystery now. And now this is a mystery movie. My favorite thing from this scene is that he goes and holds the back of his head. He goes, I was struck from behind. (laughs) I bet you were. Wink, wink. (laughs) So then Kate is like, well, whoever was at the dance that night, like whoever was in the house obviously couldn't have killed you. So whoever you saw like on the porch or walking uh, around the house. Right. Weren't the people yeah, who like, killed you. Like, you know, it was, so, you know, it wasn't Lily or your brother. Charles. Yeah. So like, think about who else could have been around. Yeah. Um, and... I guess his cousin and his cousin's like associate were the two that it could have been from that, I think. Yeah. Um, so Kate's boss calls her. Up her ass. Yeah. So she has to go back to Boston um, briefly, but she says she'll come back. So Daniel gives her his pocket watch, which doesn't work because I guess. Since he's a ghost, his pocket watch is broken. No, he says it's like stuck and it won't open. So like remember in his memory, like he like opened it and looked at it and then he like opened it again and he got hit on the head. So he's like, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't open, but like it will keep you safe. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) Daniel and Rafferty are playing chess and Rafferty's iPhone is vibrating and Daniel says, this woman, Molly's name, keeps appearing on your special device. Your special device. He's like, uh, that's a phone. It's an iPhone. (laughs) You can can just call it a phone, Daniel. So Rafferty is kind of ghosting Molly. He's not answering the texts. Because he's too shy. Because, yeah, he's shy about it. And Daniel says, the modern woman's forward approach when it comes to courtship leaves me both off-put and deeply envious yeah like (laughs) ew you nasty freaking perv he's like if women had been this forward in my day i would have gotten so much poontang my willy would have been green (laughs) he's like it's off-putting because a lady should not behave like that but it's also sexy (laughs) (laughs) but it's also sexy because it's wrong because it's naughty (laughs) oh naughty it is christmas after all you have to be impish (laughs) or what's the other one honorable yes yeah (laughs) honorable or impish belschnickel is yeah cheer or fear (laughs) daniel's definitely impish he is he's impish as fuck i would beat him with a um broom and not in a sexy way (laughs) (laughs) so they're having bro talk and Rafferty is like well why don't you go after Kate then if you're saying I should go after Molly and uh Daniel's like it's unfair to her because I'm only alive for 12 days a year because I'm a ghost yeah and Rafferty's (laughs) like well maybe she's cool with that yeah, it's like you don't know what she's into maybe she wants to get fucked by a ghost for 12 days a year <laughs> yeah he's like she's kind of a jerk so maybe that's like cool maybe that's yeah. all she wants I don't know <laughs> yeah so then 
Kate is like back at work or whatever. And <laughs> I wrote her boss thinks she's a loser. Yeah. He <laughs> because really he's like, wow, after all that time, you really couldn't even get that place appraised. And she's like, well, I was trying to get to the root of the mystery of how Daniel the go- the ghost died. And hopefully when we crack the code, then he's going to be free and the house will be fine. And he's like, what the fuck? What? And then he's <laughs> like, just get your shit together. The house just got appraised. Because Daniel calls. Okay, wait. So that scene happens. Then she gets like the records of the house and stuff. She finds something intriguing. We don't know what she finds, but she's like, gasp, a revelation from these papers. And then meanwhile, Daniel calls the appraiser because he's like, I want to help Kate because I'm up her butt now. And I want to be even more up her butt. And so he calls the appraiser and the appraiser comes or whatever. And then Kate's boss comes over and he's like, well, would you look at that? The house got appraised. Now you need to stay in Boston and work on some other like fucking legal bullshit or whatever. And if you like stay, then I'm going to promote you at the Christmas party or whatever. And he's like, priorities, Kate, priorities. And then Kate is like, well, yeah, priorities. But then she goes back to the inn because her priority is (laughs) fucking a ghost ghost. (laughs) and not her career. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) she shows Daniel what she found, the document, and it's apparently a birth certificate. And it has the father is listed as him. And the baby's name is Daniel Jr. Yeah, Daniel Jacob Jr. Yeah, Daniel Jacob. <laughs> John Jr. Jacob Jingleheimer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so I was the father. And it's like, well, yeah, because the baby was born like one month after you died so like I said, of course you're the father I said oh my god he's so excited he was the father of a baby that died a hundred years ago <laughs> yeah like good for you like as a baby um not that then, that's not sad like I'm saying that's sad he shouldn't be excited about being right. that baby's father because that baby didn't even get to live yeah so I don't understand and it's also like would have been obvious to me the whole time that it was his he's like yes (laughs) yes yes i was burped and well (laughs) a hundred years ago it's like okay well your wife and the child that she birthed are both dead so he's like still swimming (laughs) still out here still got some swimmers honey but those semen are swimming oh god his brother (laughs) married her just so that the baby wasn't born in shame so his brother was just like a nice guy yeah Yeah. his brother like was low-key in love with lily and like tried to turn her against daniel we see in like some of these flashbacks towards the end here but like he did do the right thing and he covered for her yeah so that she didn't seem like a hoe and i mean i think he just meant well because like his brother was a dick (laughs) yeah that's true like daniel was a dick so his brother was just like I actually care about this girl and you don't and yeah. you're being a dick to her and she's having your baby and now you got dead so now I'm gonna marry her and make yeah, sure so now I gotta baby. be this baby's son yeah <laughs> oh, I gotta be responsible for this thing yeah I didn't oh. love this itch I didn't get to have sex 
this is my baby. <laughs> Justice for Charles. Justice for Charles. Charles. But for some reason, the fact that Daniel is confirmed the father, like this makes him and Kate like both horny. Yeah. Both like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so and then they both like almost kiss again. Yeah. There's a few almost kisses in this movie that lead up to the big one. So to wrap it all up, of course, there has to be a Christmas Eve dance because this is a Christmas movie and it also has an old timey element. So the only way that it could possibly end is that a big Christmas Eve dance and a ball, if you would. Oh, the Christmas ball. <laughs> and Rafferty and Molly arrive and they're there to set up and Daniel's like, it's right that the dance should be here. I have missed it. I've missed a lot of things. Wow, wow, we So many things. And then he looks at Kate because she enters in a short red dress. Of course. And she gives him, she's like, I have a gift for you. And he's like, I didn't get you anything. And she's like, don't worry about it. And she gives it to him and it's his pocket watch, but she got it fixed and now it works. And then they finally kiss. At the dance, they dance because that's what happens yeah. at dances. Um, Kate's sad though, because she's like, but we didn't lift the curse. Because remember we need that more was this, time. That was supposed to be this plot line, but then it got derailed. A By them times. wanting to fuck each other. <laughs> yeah. Um so now, yeah, now that we get back to the actual what should have been the actual plot line. And Kate's like, oh no, but the curse. And then a phantom hand grabs Daniel's yeah. human hand. And, and he sees Lily like across the room. Yeah, as if they're like actually there. Like uh Lily and Charles seem like they're actually real for a minute. Yeah. And Lily is telling Charles, he promised he'd be home by Christmas Eve. And, and this is, is the like, scene that he saw like from the beginning we're just seeing the opposite view of the scene that we saw like at the very beginning of the movie now we're on the porch and daniel mm -hmm. is like in the woods instead yeah and yeah, so charles really goes he wait where is this here he has he is not here he has not learned he will never learn yeah and then lily is like oh but charles it's christmas charles what better time for a miracle of course because christmas is always for miracles and then charles then figures out that it was harry who killed yeah because charles and lily are like semi-real in this scene yeah so it's like a moment where charles like and lily are hugging like he's comforting her yeah but then charles kind of like looks over Oh, yeah. And you see um, Harry, their cousin, like walking over from the porch yeah. at the same time that they're like, it had to have been someone you knew, someone who would know where you were, like yeah. at the same time, somebody who knew the same path as you. And he's like, don't, don't, don't. It had to have been Harry because Harry was the only one who was in it with me. Um, so then they kind of follow Harry up. They go up to like the second floor, a third floor or something. They're in a part of the house we haven't really seen. Yeah. And Harry appears up there and Kate follows Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, so she's standing there as well. And Harry's like, 
I had no choice. They were afraid you'd tell. LaBelle didn't believe you. He'd go after my family. I couldn't risk it. Who is LaBelle? They even like- yeah, they're like mafia <laughs> boss. They mentioned like, like the- one time in the movie. He's like the vague, like rum running, like master or whatever, but the lead like, dealer. Quebecois, like LaBelle, like you see from yeah. Montreal. LaBelle. LaBelle. It was LaBelle. LaBelle. Zutalo. So Harry's been, Harry's apparently the other ghost. So right, actually, the, house. the other ghosts in the house, we discover like the mean ghost is harry yeah and then there's like two other ghosts and that's lily and charles yeah and Um, harry is pissed because he's like i'm stuck here because i murdered you yeah and And he's like you know if i go to heaven they're gonna send me to hell and then daniel is like i forgive you yeah and he's like i haven't been holding you here on purpose like i didn't even know you were here bro yeah Um, and he's like but i forgive you you were just afraid yeah and And he says i'm sorry and then the guy goes i know and then he literally just like disappears into nothingness yeah and then he looks over and lily is like peeping around the corner with like a little wink and he's like oh so it wasn't a curse somehow it's lily's christmas miracle somehow which makes no sense so lily has been keeping him here for 95 years and keeping his murderer here so that someday daniel could figure out who killed him and then choose between lily and some going to heaven and being with his wife or staying on earth and fucking this bitch that's literally his options those are his options yeah he could he can choose Lily's miracle is that Daniel can choose to join the afterlife, like give up his human form. Right. Now and finally move on. And finally move on and go be with his family, his wife, his young wife, who he left to go bootleg and then got killed. Got dead. And then she died and the baby, like, so presumably he has a baby in the spirit world. Yeah, but he doesn't want them. He wants to just fuck this bitch. Yeah. So he says, Kate's like, but don't you want to move on? Like, move on from things? Um, And he's like, are we just supposed to pretend we don't feel this? (laughs) Are we? But then Kate falls asleep because she's lame. And like, you couldn't stay up until midnight. Right, when you know that your boyfriend question mark is like gonna disappear at midnight yeah your ghost boyfriend's gonna like disappear at midnight and you can just stay but up. then he looks at the clock after she falls asleep and the clock strikes midnight but he doesn't disappear he's still there and then lily comes up and she's like you're free from this place you could stay or you could go my love the choice is yours to make and then she walks off and then it's yeah. like, cool, he's decided to stay and he can stay and he's not going to disappear yeah. at midnight anymore. But so we at first, though, don't realize that he did. It's just Kate. We see like Lily walk off into the nether world, mm-hmm. the nether regions. I don't know, wherever. The nether regions of the world. <laughs> and then the next morning, we don't see what he chooses. But then Kate wakes up and of course her boss is calling her. 
And he's like, yeah, you should have some time off. You're a loser. You don't have a life. Good for right. you that you didn't listen to me. It's fine. Um, but he's like, I do need the deed for the inn though, because there's a buyer. Um, and then Kate finds out that Rafferty and Molly together have decided to buy the inn. No way. But Kate's like sad because she's like, oh, but I think Daniel's gone. Like, I haven't seen him. He must like have disappeared into the ghost world or chosen his right. wife, maybe. Um, but then Daniel's just trudging around outside in the snow. And, For no reason. And he's like, 12 days wasn't nearly enough. I want more. I want you. And then, and then they, they kiss. And she's and like, then, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Which, how desperate do you have to be to beg a ghost to fuck you? Yeah, for real. Like, literally, she's like, I will do anything to get this ghost to stay here and fuck me. And she gets her wish because she Christmas like, is a time for miracles. She even, like, before he made the choice, she was kind of like, it's fine. We can still be together. Like, every year I'll just come here for 12 yeah. days and, fuck, and then I'll go home. <laughs> like what he was like but that's I don't know if I want that like that's not enough for me and she was like I'm fine with this yeah she's like I mean one one day maybe I'll get married and I'll have kids but like fuck them I'll still come here for Christmas I (laughs) promise that I would give you a Christmas tree forever okay I'm gonna be here you're not gonna get rid of me I'm gonna be here every Christmas with a tree get ready to get fucked and she's like I'm talking about a real Christmas tree, but also like Lady Gaga's Christmas tree. Oh, you know oh, I mean? oh, under the mistletoe. Yes, everybody <laughs> knows we will remove our clothes. <laughs> Such a good song. A really underrated Christmas song. It's hilarious. Oh, uh, for Christmas, my Christmas tree is delicious. <laughs> That's what this character is singing. Her Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, there you go. Daniel yeah. is the worst. He is such a ho ghost. He just like what is the point? Like, what is redeeming about a male character that like the whole plot line is that like he lost his wife and like you know his whole life, but then like he doesn't even want it when he gets it. Instead, no. he just wants to fuck some bitch. Like, yeah, like he doesn't care. And that like, is just a wild plot choice to me. Kate's not even nice. She's not the It's established early on that she's a bitch. Maybe that's why it's destiny because he's an asshole. Yeah. And she's a they bitch. They both suck. Like they're both not nice people, so No. I guess it's fine that they fuck finally. I guess it's fine. I mean, we <laughs> assume. He was able to shake her hand, so we know that he has he has permanence yeah so that that dick is permanent hey. Ew. I, Ew. I didn't like that i'm sorry take it back i take also, it back i just um this movie it was so awful okay what would you rate it i give it a nine out of ten for bad it's that bad it this is like bordering <laughs> on a 10 for 10 for me it's so there's so many bad things about it there's no likable characters even the side characters like the boss molly property like no one gives us any any costumes are unexciting the decor leaves something to be desired right and it's at like a pretty historic house they could have like dressed it up a little bit more 
or like made it cool or lame. I don't know lame low effort and, and the like, costumes for wait lame. also wait they said 90 okay I gotta say something here yes. they said 95 years ago so that if this was 2015 that would have been 1920 right yeah yeah yes but the costumes what lily was wearing that's yeah. like a 1900 or 18 yeah, that was like bordering on like it was like belly poke or belly poke or like um like late some pilgrim shit it was kind of in between like late victorian and edwardian so it was like I would say late 1800s, early 1900s. Late Victorian. Um, because it was corseted. Like she had a corset yeah. and a yeah, long her skirt. Her hair was up. And she I had like the butt bustle. Yeah. She had the a bustle, bustle too. Yeah. Like no one was wearing 1920s outfits. No. So That's really weird been, actually. It couldn't have been 95 years. It had to have been like 125 years or something. Or 115 years. Well, that he did just say it was the first Christmas he'd had in 95 years. So that doesn't mean that he didn't celebrate Christmases before he took a break for those 95 years. We don't really know how long he's been dead, I guess. But yeah, you would think it would be like a. Yeah, but prohibition. Yeah, prohibition. Right. It would a prohibition have thing. Yeah. And they don't really mention the war at all either, because if it was. If it was pre-war, there wouldn't have been prohibition. This shit so, don't add up. It, yeah, it doesn't add up. The timeline, this the history shit don't add up. It doesn't add up. So yeah, ten out of ten for me. Honestly, everything about it was horrible. The writing was so terrible. The lines, a fir tree is atop your auto. Is atop your auto. Yeah, and oh. no one had a fun accent. No, he didn't even, he could have done like an old timey accent. <laughs> See, but instead he talked like a robot. I am the little wooden boy. Hello, <laughs> my name is Hello. Daniel Jacob Forsyth. I will I watch you been. sleep. I can watch you sleep in case anything untoward happens. Imagine how he would talk dirty. <laughs> oh, yes. Give me that wet vagina. <laughs> no, you would say like your undercarriage. <laughs> Let me touch thine undercarriage, sweet <laughs> maiden, for thy dost make my my staff hardy. <laughs> hearty. Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> a hearty woman. <laughs> A hardy woman for my hardy weenus. <laughs> oh, I hate everything about it. And you would yeah. think, like, since it, it it has flashbacks to another time period, like, I normally like stuff like that, you know, historical fiction. I like that. It's because the but writing was terrible and then the acting was like eighth grade play. It ruined everything. Yeah, it made <laughs> it so much worse honestly i hate it so much more when people ruin things that i should like yeah because you're like it had potential and you blew it yeah right yeah yikes well you can rent this movie on amazon if you want to watch it it was so bad you'll love it it was 199 but i rented it on a rental yeah and i rented it on like 
Cyber Monday or something or Cyber Week. So uh-huh. it was zero dollars rental. Wow. But it was still a rental. So it said yeah, like, like 0.00, even... 0.00 transaction. <laughs> it was really weird. They literally couldn't get people to pay for this movie. They had to <laughs> give it away. Yeah, they had to give it away, but then still only rent it out. Yeah, not permanently, but you can have it like, for now. Maybe, maybe they think that you'll love it so much that you'll buy it. <laughs> maybe. I know I won't. I won't. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, folks. The spirit of Christmas. Spirits. The spirits. The title is inaccurate, too. <laughs> the multiple spirits of Christmas. Like, don't you know anything about a Christmas carol? There are multiple spirits. <laughs> Oh, I gave this movie an alternate title mm-hmm. of uh, Ghosts and Hoes <laughs> in my notes, too. Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Um, because, yeah, that's that's essentially what it's about. Yeah. Fucking Daniel the Hoe Ghost. He's the worst. Worst character ever. Goodbye forever, Daniel the Hoe Ghost. I don't want to remember you in, like, a week. But I will I remember I will. some of your lines because they were so funny. <laughs> There's a fur atop your auto. <laughs> a fur tree is atop your auto. <laughs> now and forever. Amen. A fur tree is atop your auto. Amen. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> All right. Well, see you next time, friends. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Happy holidays. Happy Honda Days. No. <laughs> you know I celebrate Toyotathon. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you blaspheme my Lord and Savior? Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> the best Japanese manufacturer of autos. Of autos to put your fur tree atop. <laughs> okay, that's it for real now. Bye. 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 Thank you.